You're listening to The Building Code, your guide for a better way to run your business. I'm Tom Houghton. What happened there? I'm smiling. Because we're back in the studio. I'm smiling because we're back in the studio, but we got a great guest with us today, and it's just a great day for podcasting. Wow. That's a really positive way to start things, Tom. Thanks. Nice job. Yeah. I'm Paul. Well, yeah. <laughs> Still Paul. They know by now. They Well, I mean, remember those new listeners. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I want to sure. say hi to those folks. Thanks for uh, joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Code Podcast. Rate it. Download it. Review it. All of the above. All positive things. <laughs> and then... Join the Building Code crew. That's right. Our Facebook group, exclusive Facebook group. So make sure you join that. A lot of great people in there. Yeah. And one of the questions to get into the Facebook group is, what kind of car do I drive? Well, that one's obvious. Well, but if you're just joining in, Lucas, do you know what kind of car I drive? I guess I just spoiled our guest there. Man. You did. That's okay. I like it. Spoiler alert. Hey, our, our guest joining us today is Lucas McCurdy. Uh, he's the owner of the Bridge Group Construction. Lucas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys so much. Sorry that we're, uh, we, I spoiled that a little bit that you were our special guest today. But do you know, just to put you on the spot at the very beginning here, do you happen to know what kind of car I drive? No clue. See, and I think most people out there, we haven't mentioned it in a while, I don't think. In a while. Yeah. I thought it was Paul's pretty- got lots of nicknames for me. Yep. You want to go through a few? Well, Hollywood Tom. Okay. Um, Tesla Tom. Ah. I should give that one away. That one, yep. Tommy Electronic. <laughs> That's a new one. Beep, pop, boop. I like that one. That's but good. you into those things. Sure. Yeah. I think yeah. Hollywood Tom and Tesla Tom is the best. Okay. We'll, st- we'll stick with that. So, Lucas, I think you probably know the answer then. Okay. Is it a Tesla? That, there you go. It is a Tesla. Tom loves all things technology. It's true. Loves Elon Musk. Musk. What's his name? Musk. Musk. Yeah. Didn't he, isn't he coming out with something today? Battery day. Battery day. Well, but by the time this airs, that this will be. It would have just, yeah, go back on YouTube and see how It'll he It'll be already outdated. Yeah. Battery day. Battery day 2.0. Yeah. He's going to try to throw the battery and it's going to break when it's not supposed to. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> All right. Wow. We got really off track there. Sorry, Lucas. Uh, so joining us today is Lucas. We're so excited to have you on. And we want to talk about your business. And we always ask first kind of the the genesis of the name of the company. So you are the Bridge Group Construction and tell us what you do there. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Paul and Tom, for having me on. I've, I've been listening for a while, been a Builder Trend user for a while. It's helped uh, with my startup company, so I'm really excited to be on. Thank you, guys. Um, so, you know, the, the Bridge Group Construction was uh, out of a genesis of really a philosophy um, uh, of me working in the senior living industry. It's an industry that I've just become very, very passionate about. It's the whole, it's the whole why behind me even starting the company. And um, a, a part of that why was a long-term desire to want to change, positively impact and change outcomes for older adults in America. And one of, that, one of the ways I've been able to do that is through a relationship with uh, a peer in the industry who is actually a developer and an operator. He's my co-host on the Bridge the uh, excuse me Bridge the Gap podcast that we have, mm. and um, it's just kind of created this kind of conversation around bridging the gap and what can we do to change the narrative and change outcomes and positively impact older adults in America, and that whole idea of being a bridge and being, uh, you know, one point is connected to another point. I really found that that was something that really resonated with me. And I thought there was something that I wanted to base a philosophy around starting my new construction company. 
Fantastic. We just kind of talked about the why of your business with True North Construction. So I love that we're kind of continuing this thread here and this discussion about you're, you're passionate about something. And so that kind of created, you created something around your passion. I mean, that's, that's a win-win right there. Yeah. I mean, I, it helps probably drive you every day, right? Yeah. The, the whole why behind it. It's interesting. So, so you, you said the word startup and your new business a couple of times. So you're kind of taking this startup mentality to this, this new business. Is that kind of the idea? It seems like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We are about a year and a half into it. Okay. So a lot of startups are, there's a problem out there. We have a solution. So what's the problem? What's your solution? Well, so for me, um, when I, uh, look at the, cons- the commercial construction space, um, there are a lot of contractors that do commercial construction. They do multifamily hotels, restaurants, and I've done all those things in my past. I'm a third generation construction entrepreneur. Um, so I've had, uh, you know, been around a family business and I've done a lot of different things, but, um, I felt lost in a lot of ways, uh, servicing those other verticals. But when I started to work in senior living is when I really felt like this is my place. This is something I can really put my head and my heart behind. And so when I looked at the competition in the space, um, this industry has very specific needs, so to speak. So if you're going to go in and renovate an existing senior living community, there's just stuff that you need to know. And I know them because of the mistakes that I've made from not knowing them over the years, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've just made an effort to learn and and shape and create a culture and a team around people that totally understand exactly what we're walking into. And we're walking into seniors' homes. We're walking into older adults' homes. And so um, I'm trying to create a service, a construction service company that specifically caters to the senior living industry differently than a generic general contractor typically would. Wow. Very well said. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we've been doing this for 14 years as a business and you're right. There's, there's general contractors that do new homes, remodels, and they're just definitely in their lane. And then you do have this, then there's commercial. Then you do have this quasi area where a contractor can be doing multifamily and multifamily is this umbrella of a, of a lot of things. Could be apartments, could be whatever. But then in that is this niche of senior home work, senior home living, and that I think I heard that this is, don't well you have to quote me yeah we're gonna have to quote you but fact check this okay so check the show notes um, something like ten thousand Americans turn sixty five every day bingo yeah is that close to right that's right oh wow there me. you go bonus points for Paul so I mean look at that that that's a market that's just um, pretty, pretty heavily, uh, getting populated every day, right? It's growing for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm curious to know more about your background. I mean, obviously you talked a little about the struggles there that you faced and now you're turning that into, you know, you're taking what you've learned in the past and applying it to the future now. So what are some of the challenges that you faced previously that you're now reconciling as you're going forward? Great question. You know, it was probably about six years ago when I was just really trying to make my mark. Um, I had I was primarily in a uh, I would say quasi leadership role in a family business and uh, really focused on sales and marketing. 
And I just couldn't make the right relationships servicing these other verticals. And again, I go back to what I said earlier, as I started to experience going into senior living. So we're talking about different care types, assisted living, independent living, you got active adults, skilled nursing, dementia and memory care. All of these things were very confusing to me and I was very intimidated going in. Mm -hmm. And I guess I felt like in general, the public really felt the same way about this. But this is something that we're actually all going to face. God willing, we get old and mm -hmm. we make it that far. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have aging parents, we have aging grandparents and all these, you know, different relatives. And I started to meet the people that were actually doing this work and I just fell in love. I said, look at these people. Um, look what they're doing. These people are fantastic. I had no idea. And it generated this passion for me to want to be an advocate for this space. So much so that I've changed the entire trajectory of my career and my family to start this company, the Bridge Group Construction. We only do senior living. And it's what drives us. You, you know, you talked about your why. I get to wake up every day not to be a general contractor, which there's nothing wrong with that. And there's plenty of people that do that. Lucas McCurdy just didn't want to do it that way. I get to wake up every day to positively impact the lives of older adults through my construction company. And it's been a fascinating journey. Wow. I, I'm, I'm pumped right now. I'm feeling it. I love the passion of this. Passion. Um, yeah. So we talked, obviously you're facing challenges and I, I heard you say before you compare construction projects to a thousand piece puzzle. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, what makes you, I mean, obviously I think we all agree there's a lot of moving parts in construction, but how does that influence your strategy when you approach these complex puzzles? Yeah. And I, I know that you guys have a lot of new home builders that, that follow you guys and are using builder trend. And as I said earlier, you know, I'm a builder trend user. It's actually, um, from day one helped us get to where we need to get to is by utilizing builder trend, going back to that thousand piece puzzle. <laughs> Builder Trend is our solution to that in so many ways. Um, and it's it's really just been across our whole team and across our customers love it too. Um, and that's one of the things that I think, you know, a lot of your listeners, the new home builders, the, the remodelers, the renovators, this stuff is complicated. And for me doing this around, you know, you know, immunocompromised people, now we have COVID. It's a whole new world of doing all of this work inside senior living. And as you guys know, we're gonna talk about COVID, senior living, this kind of like not really talked about industry is now a world conversation around nursing homes and senior living. I mean, yeah. I just watched an interview with uh, with President Trump. They were talking about nursing homes and uh, assisted living and things like that. It's like, this is at the top of the ladder here that we're having this conversation. Um, and so it's complicated. If you want to go into a home and just paint the walls, that's one thing, you know, you can rearrange some things. You want to just simply paint the walls inside a assisted living community. It's 80,000 square feet and corridors and all that kind of stuff. It's actually complicated. Yeah. There's a whole process behind it. Yeah. And so when you add a full renovation involving demolition, space changes, redesigns or reimagining spaces and things like that, it gets very complicated. So we utilize Builder Trend to help us organize all of those details. Fantastic. And you're doing this, so you're doing new builds as well as remodeling of old facilities? No, actually, I focus 100% on existing community renovations. That's my whole value prop. Yeah. 
And so you're, so you're having to deal with the difficult part. Obviously, if you're going out and starting something new, you can kind of build from the ground up. But if you're having to go in, you've got even more complications, like you just mentioned, doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one, one interesting element that you don't have in residential construction uh, is probably your sales, right? I mean, in residential, new home, remodel construction, you're probably dealing with an individual or a couple, right? They're building a home or doing a remodel for their residents. Is the makeup of the person, people you're selling to, like sometimes a board of individuals? Is it a group that you're having to sell to? Like, what is that a different dynamic you have to deal with too? Yeah, Paul, you're you're on to something there. It it can vary. Um, mm-hmm. So in the senior living industry, there's actually two industries. There's a private pay industry, which is just basic, you know, people just paying out of pocket or using some insurance to pay and, mm-hmm. you know, their rent or their leases for these spaces. But then there's also a not-for-profit side of the industry, which they may pay f- similar ways, but that's more the religious-based, religious-affiliated mm-hmm. um, d- type, uh, you know, senior care homes or senior living type scenarios. Um, and they largely have boards. Now, for, uh, for the private pay in- part of the industry, it's, you know, we're talking about REITs, we're talking about private equity as the landlord, and then they utilize operators to mm-hmm. manage the building from all the aspects of the building. So um, it can actually have a variety of layers that you've got to quote unquote sell to or talk to or build mm-hmm. relationships with, um, just as you would in any other commercial real estate asset class. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a different layer there. And it definitely is part of that big puzzle, you know, complicating the process. Obviously you add more people into it, like a board, Mm -hmm. it makes the whole process a little bit more challenging. Yeah. So let's talk about where you're at today. Are you building just locally? Where, Where are you guys located? Yeah, we're located, I'm located in the DFW, so the Dallas, Texas area, mm-hmm. and uh, my project management team, we're kind of spread out. We kind of, our main markets are, you know, DFW, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, but we, we cover the state of Texas. Big state. Um, and so do you feel like your, your five, 10 year goal would be to get more regional or even national? Is that, is that like in the plans or? That's a great question. So my goal is to stay hyper-focused on Texas. Okay. That is a very determinative goal. Right. Because as you move out of state, there's other things you got to figure out, regulations, I'm sure. So Texas is, Texas probably got enough space for you to (laughs) hyper-focus. There's a lot of space in Texas. (laughs) Big old place. A lot of space. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about your team a little bit, because obviously we know you, Lucas McCurdy. Tell us about who else is part of your team and what that process looks like as you're out uh, running your business. Yeah. So I've learned just like probably all entrepreneurs have learned, uh, you know, I, I have strengths and I have weaknesses. And so I've made a very, uh, a, a big effort to try to, um, even at an early stage, invest in the people that I'm hiring, um, even when it may be a stretch, right? Um, you know, this is about you know, delaying certain, you know, monetary goals that I have. Right. Mm -hmm. But I've been able to align myself with people, um, that agree with my philosophy that also have a passion for this space. And, um, it's really been, it's really helped me to scale, to fill the weaknesses that I have, um, from a construction standpoint and running a business standpoint, because as you guys know, and many of your listeners know that are entrepreneurs, you just have to wear so many hats. And so to your point, Tom, it's uh, hiring the right kind of people early on and investing in that and delaying my personal monetary gains is how I'm actually growing the company. 
Yeah, that's smart because you can obviously only grow it so far by yourself, right? I think all solopreneurs know that, right? So you can only take it so far, then you got to bring along some of the people. And I think that is a challenge, obviously, in our industry is finding those right people. So maybe if you don't mind me push on this a little bit, I'm curious, what processes or what thoughts did you do? Did you look at like personality testing, like, you know, something like the Gallup strengths or like Enneagram, anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because, uh, you know, when my team listens back to this, they're going to be like, oh, that Enneagram again. Yeah, it's <laughs> no. everywhere. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I Enneagram was actually a big unlock for me uh, personally. I've done the Myers-Briggs, the DISC test, all that kind of stuff. It, it left me kind of... It, it like it satisfies like for a certain amount of time you're like oh yeah hi id okay i get yeah no i get it that's that's cool and then it's like i have no idea what that means yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. so at least that was my experience the the enneagram was something i was able to understand a lot more so i don't necessarily hire based on personality analysis but I'm using it to develop a culture in the inside the team that we currently have. And I have rolled out the paid for Enneagram test with my team and have been utilizing that to kind of study it, to understand how they want to be communicated with and how they want to be worked with. Yeah, that's crucial. I mean, like you said, you can obviously hire off of these things, but really it comes down to the day-to-day -day interactions, right? That's what makes a team great is how they communicate with one another, how they work off of one another, how they cover each other's weaknesses um, and really push the team forward. So uh, that's some good stuff. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned how you guys want to be, how your team wants to be communicated with. Um, do you guys do anything special as it relates to communication, collaboration? How have, you, how have you sort of built that within, you know, again, you're a year and a half in, how have you built it to date and what does the future look like for that? Yeah, well, we're a tight knit group, um, and and as probably you know, most of your listeners know, uh, you know, being a general contractor, you know, we don't have on staff painters and drywallers mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff, right? These are our subcontractors. But for us, since our work is so specialized, these subcontractors that we use day in and day out, they really feel like we're, you know, part of our team. Because mm -hmm. um, we use some specialized people, specialized services, um, cause, just because the expectations for doing this type of work inside these communities is very, very different. And now, at, you know, in COVID right now, we've had to overhaul everything that we do for obvious reasons, right? Yeah. Um, and I imagine a lot of the home remodelers are having to do the same thing too. Mm -hmm. But when you start to enter into these spaces where you've got, you know, the average age in assisted living is 87. Wow. Well, you know, it, this is a, a prime target for you know viruses and yeah. pathogens and things like that's so a mm -hmm. very sensitive population and so we've had to be very very careful and implemented layers upon layers of safety measures for us to do the work that we're we're doing um so i i, I think i i don't know if i answered the question i probably got off onto a tangent but it's you know it's it's definitely relevant to what we're doing right now sure yeah, yeah no. you you're just mentioning implementing these processes into it, right? So obviously you've got to be adaptable to your current climate and obviously your industry specifically, your area of our industry in construction, specifically focused on senior living, has faced some definite hurdles in this season that we've been in. And it sounds like you're handling the hurdles very well, which means obviously that's kudos to you, but also sounds like kudos to the team. 
we've got a great team and a great, great group of subcontractors. And it has not been easy. I, I <laughs> tell our listeners, every, I, I imagine everybody in construction has been hit during this season that we've had. Um, and we're no different. Uh, you know, there was a very deliberate time of shutdown. I remember it vividly, and we're just mm -hmm. now starting to re-engage with these projects that we had on, uh, you know, on the on deck for us. So um, we've been able to maintain our team. We've been able to, you know, bring everybody together, back together, um, and, and get back to work. So um, very optimistic about the future. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you have a great deal there, um, and you're really your approach seems just super super unique and, and a breath of fresh air. I mean, I think that kudos to you for the way you're approaching, you know, why you're in the industry you're in, but also how you're approaching your team and, and creating a culture, which I think we've talked about a lot. It's hard to create a culture because it's kind of hard to define what culture is. Uh, it, pr it pretty much starts on the top. So kudos to you. You, you had mentioned your podcast. What, what would people expect to hear from that podcast? Why would you do yeah. it? We ask ourselves that all day. <laughs> why, why'd we start this thing again? <laughs> well, so uh, our, our mission on the Bridge the Gap, the Senior Living Podcast is to educate, influence, and inform. And so we're trying to be the tide that rises all boats. And it's been fascinating to me. I, I tell people, I've had a front row seat to basically get a master's degree in senior living for free mm. because I've been privy to all of these conversations. We've had upwards of 150 episodes so far, and they've all been interview based, similar to what you guys are doing right now. And so I'm interviewing these giants in the industry up from the top all the way down to the community level. And I've been able to moderate some of these conversations. I've learned so, so, so much. And so anybody that would be interested in what the senior living industry is, who they, who the people are, and what we're talking about. Um, if if people are interested in this industry, uh, the Bridge Gap Podcast would be a great place to start. Um, I'm a big big advocate. I've been blown away by. Um, our digital media platform and what it's turned into and the types of people that had, it has reached. Uh, Y'all might find this interesting. So we got a call um, or an email actually from um, the esteem program at Notre Dame, which is like the elite of the elite. At, at Notre Dame and they said, hey, we just wanted you to know that there's a lot of people in this group that are interested in healthcare and senior living and gerontology. They, we have been using your podcast as a part of our curriculum and we want to talk to you further. And we were like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. I can't believe that. And yeah. um, we've interviewed the students there and had some conversations with them. We've actually helped them get job placements within the industry. And so I think the senior living industry is something that is really relatively unknown and mostly misunderstood. Yeah. And so our platform is trying to be a voice to bring some clarity to something that's hard to understand. Love it. Really, really awesome. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to. So if you could, if you could say this is the number one misconception of this industry, uh, or this is the number one thing that's misunderstood of this industry for just like the general populace, what, what would that be? Well, I think this kind of like were analogy, you know, you see these programs where they do like the, the man on the street with the microphone and they kind of walk at the people and like, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think mm -hmm. about this? So if we were to go outside now, um, and, and take a microphone, well, you know, with our masks on, obviously, right. Yeah. Um, said, Hey, what do you think about senior living? 
I think the majority of people would conjure some sort of a negative experience. Mm, okay. They would have a negative feeling about it. Most people think when they think senior living, they think 1950s institutional nursing home. Sure. Yeah. They think that's where people go to die. Mm -hmm. It could not be further from the truth. These these are resorts, many of them. Um, you know, it, it's it's congregate care. It's 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 actually a fantastic way to to age, um, and it's the biggest solution to a major problem in an older population, which is social isolation. Mm -hmm. And so you have an older group of Americans that are at home. They, they may, their spouse may have passed mm -hmm. and they're just, it's a very emotional decision to transition into senior care. It's a very emotional decision. Um, but I can say I go inside these communities and I have done this for the past 10 years. And I, I love my, one of my favorite part is interacting with the, with the seniors that are there, mm -hmm. the residents and talking to them and they thrive. You know, they have friends, they have activities, they, they have everything that they want. And so um, I just think it's a big misconception from, from the general population. Yeah, he had me at resort, actually. Yeah, I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. How old do you have to be to right. no. <laughs> We're going next week. Let's go. Um, I love that you brought up the whole, uh, you know, isolation side yeah. of that. Because, I mean, that's such, such a crucial thing. And I just, in my mind, it's just sparking. Of course, I love technology. I'm thinking about, like, FaceTime and all these technologies that have... Uh, you know, helped bring us all together like Zoom. We're obviously Zooming with you right now. Um, I want to end on this note here and just kind of bring it down on technology. You mentioned obviously you used Builder Trend before and I thought maybe we'd start a new segment today because today seems like a good day to do a new segment. But Exciting. if you remember, because obviously you started using Builder Trend a little while ago, what would you say is the the thing that you started first in Builder Trend? Just again, for, for you who are out there thinking like, hey, I want to implement technology into my business and it's going to make the world better, like you said, so what was the, what was the first thing that you started with? Gosh, it's, it's hard to even picture place because we, we saw all these features all come together and I, I kept waiting for like this kind of like, but you can't really do this or you can't yeah. really, and I kept waiting for that to come up and I'm like, we could do all of this with this, like. <laughs> What? I just, it blew my mind. And so we immediately, very quickly started using everything. Um, but I will say, uh, so probably from my customer's standpoint, they love the daily logs and the information that oh, they yeah. get delivered to them every single day. And so I, I can't, since I'm not a home builder, I don't, I can't speak to that, but I'll tell you in the commercial, uh, real estate space, you have people located everywhere. They're not at the community. They're yeah. not at the job site. Yeah. And so you have this chain that it's got to go through and there's a constant battle between gathering information and who knows what and who mm -hmm. said what. And we're able to control that narrative and get our customers that information on a daily basis. It has eliminated so much back and forth and so much kind of like, what are they doing? What are they, what I haven't heard from them in a while. Those, you know, the doggone general contractor is a bum. Like what right. <laughs> that's gone. It's completely gone. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably like the, the central theme of all users of build a trend. I honestly, it is. I don't, I don't care what industry you're in. It's just sort of that ball in court. Who said what, when mm -hmm. cover your own rear end assets. Yeah. That didn't curse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. I mean, Lucas, this has been super enlightening. Um, 
you can tell your passion in this industry, which I think is just really refreshing Yeah, for, for Tom and I to see. So kudos to you, man. I will say one, one thing, because you brought up technology. We have a company here in Omaha, uh, LifeLoop. They're kind of a, a friend of, of Builder Trend. Yeah. Uh, and this is their whole thing. So I'm going to tease that. Check out LifeLoop, uh, ourlifeloop.com. Uh, it's a connection between seniors who are in a senior uh, community and their families. And sort of it's taken that FaceTime idea on steroids, I guess. Yeah. You can kind of track everything. So not not more of a, a, a time right now to check that out, but ourlifeloop.com. Our yeah. Nebraska company. We'll put it in the show notes too. We They're a great company. I know them well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Good. Yes. Great group. Great story. Yeah. It's, it's a really good story. And uh, well, obviously, oh, well, yeah. know, don't obviously. forget to check out <laughs> yeah. Lucas's company. Lucas, uh, where, I mean, I know you're really big on LinkedIn, so you can in request. Is that not LinkedIn? What is connect? <laughs> you can connect. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to connect with Lucas right now. Yeah. Uh, so we'll put that in the show notes as well. We'll put your uh, LinkedIn profile in there that people can reach out to you if they've got any more questions about senior living. Lucas, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your passion and your experience in this industry. It's super exciting to hear. And we just love your mission of continuing to rise the tide across the entire industry. We love people, uh, businesses, passionate people uh, who are excited yeah. about doing that. So keep it up. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Tom. I'm a big fan. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, no man. Problem. Appreciate you. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.